Welcome to Who Knew. We are fans of the current series of Doctor Who, and here we discuss our likes, dislikes, and insights into the modern regeneration of the show. Subscribe, review, and listen to us on iTunes or our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash whonewpodcast. All our episodes are on whonewpodcast.com. You can leave comments there or email us at whonewpodcast at gmail.com. We also have an Instagram and Twitter account. Tweet at us at whonewpodcast. And find us on Facebook. Today's episode is episode one of season nine, The Magician's Apprentice. And with this season... There are two partners throughout the series. So every episode is going to be one of a two-parter. Except one which we do not speak of. (laughs) So uh, we'll do something different at the end. Anyway, today's episode is The Magician's Apprentice. The doctor once speculated about killing a child who grows up to do great evil. Now he's actually in that situation. This episode is written by Stephen Moffat, directed by Hedy McDonald. It originally aired on the 19th of September, 2015, and was originally watched by 6.54 million viewers. Hi, this is Eugene. Let's introduce ourselves. Hi, this is Brian. Hello, this is Frank. I'm Josh. This is Kelsey. Howdy, this is Auburn. boy is trapped in a minefield during a battle. As he is calling out for help, the doctor arrives and throws his sonic screwdriver to him so they can talk, trying to get the boy to walk over to him. The doctor asks what his name is. His name is Davros. The doctor is shocked and quickly leaves in the TARDIS without the boy. Elsewhere, in various times and places around the universe, Colony Sarf is searching for the doctor, but no one knows where he is. Even the Sisterhood of Karn can't get him any information, but Sarf still relays the message. Davros knows. Davros remembers. After he leaves, Sister Ophelia turns and calls to the hiding doctor, asking, What have you done? I did think that she called to him quite quickly before the other guy had quite, left. Quite, <laughs> quite, 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 quite. Like, he was still in earshot if he has you. And weren't there better hiding places than behind a rock? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. And it wasn't even fully behind the rock. Maybe, but he was standing very. Maybe if I stand so still, they will think I'm a rock. He's <laughs> like, as long as I don't move, because their vision is based on movement. Move. No, that's right. that's a T-Rex. No, that's, that's something else. Right. Oh, I love um, the cold, cold open. The whole that's great, war too. was great. And yeah. Then arrows. It really threw you off. Yeah. What is it? It's a great way to get you into it. And then did you know it's a great callback to Genesis of the Daleks? Yeah. But but what's weird is that in Genesis of the Daleks, that one was a little. It felt it fitted better for me because it was like different sorts of rifles. Where this one was a bow and arrow against a plane, and I was like, that's that's not going to work. But they're desperate. Said it was different technologies from different times. But I'm just saying from like what we saw, I'm like, that arrow is not going to hit that plane. <laughs> yeah, but well, we also saw <laughs> that guy didn't seem like the best soldier. No, it did he not. was compassionate, but, you know, he didn't seem like, it's yeah. like, there goes Ralph. Oh, he's got that bow and arrow. Is anybody going to tell him? He really loves that bow and arrow. Yeah. He wants to make a point. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all Kenzo's fault. Yeah, you should have just killed Davos then. <laughs> Let yeah. him die. Everything would have changed. Well, That's right. I mean, I even like the the hand minefield. That was really creepy. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I was I think my favorite part in 
uh, in in this whole story um, visually, and and I, at first it was like, oh, hand mine, I get it, it's a pun, but when that sucked him down, it was so creepy, and then just. And then when they started to show that they had eyes, at first, again, I was like, oh, really? But then it was really creepy. And the shots that they chose and everything, I, I thought it was really well done. And the kid was a great actor. Oh, yeah, he was. Yeah, the kid was good. The single the hand eye. Mine, Go ahead, Brian. The, the hand mine thing, it's a very Moffat, you know, pun, play on words. That's, mm-hmm. That screams of Moffat. That's great. Right. I mean, the I love pun. It. Can you explain the pun to me? It rhymes with landmine. Oh. It's an actual hand rather than, you know, just a landmine. No, I, I know it's. A... <laughs> I no, I know, but that's to... it. It's rather than a landmine. Well, that's a what it is. Uh... <laughs> I guess technically it's not a pun. Hand rhymes with land. Yeah. Yeah, it's the simile, I guess. A homonym? Oh, whatever. <laughs> I really wish later on that this scene did not show the TARDIS. Yeah. Me too. Because of what happened. Yeah. It's like showing the TARDIS ruins the reveal towards the end. I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. Totally agree. Because the TARDIS okay. is very recognizable. Oh yeah. Back to the hand mines is I thought that was interesting. The the singular eye is kind of connected to Davros and the Daleks going yes. forward. And yeah. so that was a neat connection to think like that also had influence in addition to the doctor's words in this time. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing of that sci-fi explaining speak babble where he's creating a corridor so that they, only they can hear and then the, the hand minds are not detecting them. I'm like, I'm, I'm in. I don't care. <laughs> it yeah. doesn't make sense, whatever. And then uh, Kapali's acting as he learns the name of Davros as that little child and the camera dollies into him is just so good. Mm-hmm. Really yeah. love that. That reveal is excellent. Yeah, they set this up high, I think. At the very beginning, a new season, this gets you. I think that was a great look into it. And that his line was, you know, one in one, 10,000. You have to choose to live, and you can find yeah. that one. Yeah, focus on that one. It's so good. Which is what we, it comes up again later on. So mm-hmm. it's like, okay, they're setting that whole, you know, theme through it. And I like the that's aliens. A good, that's a good point. I didn't even think of that when I was watching the second episode. I like the design of all the aliens. I mean, the two-faced... Uh, yeah, there's a real great creature cantina. Yeah. Then also just... Uh, I like the way the main bad guy, I don't know his name. Um, Sarf. 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 I like the way he slithered around. But to be honest, all I could think is like, oh, he's on one of those wheelie things that balance. Yeah. Like, I, hover, I, I could not... <laughs> not if, if you weren't familiar with that or that didn't come to mind, it's a great effect. And, and if I was making this show, I would have had him do the same thing. But like yeah. I couldn't not see like oh this guy probably pra- either he practiced this you know and just was on it for weeks before his part or it was written in the call sheet must know how to write <laughs> not I'm not call sheet uh, the right. audition announcement but also and sometimes you know, he slithers a little bit more back and forth which makes it look just like roller skates rather mm-hmm. than the hoverboard so maybe it's even Healy yeah because Healy's were big then but anyway yeah. way, I agree with you the way he moved was really good. Later on, when the face alters and changes, I thought that was a great that, dynamic. Yeah, like, I thought they they obviously spent a lot of care, whether it was money or not, um, on the, the CG for when his face transformed. I thought it was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bringing in a new alien though, really, I thought that was great. They did really well. Yeah, and we've we've seen that uh, bar before that was uh, on Maldiv- Maldivarium. 
where Dorium <laughs> mm -hmm. is kind of yeah. residing. That's the, that bar. So we've seen that before. And then Ohelia, we saw her previously in those mini episodes leading up to the uh, the fiftieth special. Mm -hmm. This is the first time that, she, and, we'll and this is the first again. time she's yeah. And this is the first time she is in a proper episode instead of a short. Sorry, and also the ahead, Shadow Josh. Proclamation. Yes. Yeah, like I, I was just going to mention that that I don't know if I like that it's a place. I always thought of it as a society, like you know that you, that has you know a, a, appointed officials. Which it still may, but like I like like the Supreme Court has a building that they that they reside in, but the Supreme Court are people, not a place. So when it said that the, the the Shadow Proclamation, I was like, ah, oh, I don't know. It just took a little mystery out of it for me. But we did see it just as a place before with Donna. You have something on your back and the Stop planet. on Earth. Oh, I don't recall. Yeah, that's the same actress, the arch the Shadow yeah. Architect. It's the same oh, actress. Okay. All the way back in season four. She hasn't cut her hair since. <laughs> she has not. Time moves differently. She's got to promote all those boxing fights. And uh, the the title sequence is slightly modified in this episode. Mm -hmm. The clocks, the gears. The, there's gas, and um, the the first Roman numerals clock face tunnel now have like a like a blue tint to them. Ah, didn't notice. On Earth, all the airplanes around the world just stopped in mid-flight. Clara quickly learns that it's Missy trying to get her attention. Missy tells Clara that no one can find the doctor, which they both know isn't odd, but he has sent Missy a confession dial, which is a Time Lord's last will and testament. Clara quickly tracks the doctor to the Middle Ages, where he creates a huge number of time anachronisms. Soon, Sarf arrives and tells the doctor that he must be taken to Davros, or all the people present will be killed, because Davros still remembers. Sarf throws a now old and worn sonic screwdriver to the doctor. The doctor agrees, and they are taken to a distant space station. Did we see the uh, the date that uh, the doctor is hiding in? 1138. 1138 AD. Oh. 1138. <laughs> That's funny. Why? <laughs> Why is I that really funny? Miss, yes, I really miss oh. a lot of stuff today. Uh, George Lucas's um, first movie was THX 1138. Oh, and I've seen that movie. Okay. <laughs> N knowing that number just just tells tells people what level of a nerd card you have. So like you're <laughs> you're just you're just one notch down from uh, our, our level. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm that level by proxy. I'm at prestige, but not elite. <laughs> you haven't bought into all of it yet. <laughs> I don't know. Any, I don't. I don't know much about Harry Potter. But going back to uh, Clara figuring out where the doctor is, this is definitely carried over from uh, the previous season where Clara is becoming more and more the doctor that oh, very uh, much. the script needs. Because yeah. if, if Kate can't figure out, Kate from Unit can't figure out where the doctor is, I'm like, oh, okay, Clara's that smarter. Okay. Yeah. Also, when, they, when she's talking. <laughs> Well, when she's talking to her class and she's like, all right, everybody, Jane Austen, you know, fabulous writer, blah, 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 blah. And a really good kisser. It's like, mm -hmm. that's such a doctor. Doc, It's like they're making her do the doctor things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But they had her very clever and intelligent at the beginning, you know, circling it to be sure that it's not an optical illusion that the plane is not moving and then starting up, getting them on the phones. Then they come in and say, yeah, they're calling. Oh, that's probably unit. You just throw that out there. I thought you'd be a little more discreet. Yeah. About who's calling you? Yeah, nothing's a secret anymore. Or everyone who works at the school is just a moron. 
Which means Clara's not really doing her job, is she? <laughs> no, she's not. Well, she's trying to get the students, not the teachers. Right. And uh, the, back to the uh, 1138 AD, the doctor writing in on the tank is using an amplifier from Magpie Electronicals, which is a reference oh. to the idiot's lantern. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. That I did not get, so that's great. I didn't so either. This is also the moment where... Uh, They've you completely out. thrown, <laughs> where they've completely uh, thrown out their original concept for the doctor. You know, yeah. when we saw yeah. him in "Don't Breathe," it was, you know, deep breath, deep deep breath. Sorry, um, sorry. "Don't Breathe" is a Sony movie. Um, <laughs> you know, he's he's serious, and you know, did he throw the guy off the spaceship? And now they have him coming in with long hair, t-shirt playing an electric guitar on the tank it's you know they've they've like oh the doctor needs to be silly so yeah, I, they're turning him into i silly. think i did experience some whiplash at that moment and i didn't know why so i'm glad that you brought that up i was just kind of like wait what i felt a little lost with the when the i dispersion. when i originally saw this episode I, I i could not stand that whole scene and what was happening with him and everything you were just talking about yeah. still don't like it but what i did kind of it, get this time around was that this is supposed to be like when the whole thing with the uh the confession dial being given the day before you die i was like oh this is him living out his the, the his final day he's just having a party because he's gonna die tomorrow and that gave it a little bit more of a, a, a grounded it a little bit more for me like, i still didn't like it but originally when i saw it that went over my head and I was just like, what are they doing? But it's still breaking all the laws of don't tell anyone, don't mix things up from the, you know, the butterfly effect thing, which they usually bend to a certain extent. But this was just blatant disregard for that idea, throwing caution in the wind. And I still don't even feel like there was enough reasoning, solid reasoning behind it. And then oh, the thing, all, and, these, and, all these villagers die of the plague in a, 10 years anyway. So no, con no consequences to the timeline. The same thing, Brian. Like, That's really? actually a good point. I just I just heard a podcast oh, all about cool. the Black Plague and the bubonic, bubonic bubonic plague and all and scarlet all that stuff. So you're actually right. <laughs> Aren't they all Daleks anyways? So that's what I thought. Like save the timeline. Uh, oh, this was I all thought just it was like, just that. Just the one guy. I kind of go back and forth on that. Yeah, but I do, I agree with Josh. I just think it's that one guy. I, I kind of feel like this whole scene is a Saturday Night Live skit about Doctor Who put into the episode. Because when, when the guy said dude to him, I'm like, what? And then they later on revealed the joke of like, and I introduced the word dude in, uh, in 17, in, you know, 14, whatever. And I kind of laughed at that joke, that that was kind of funny. But it, so it's like, there's something about the scene that I enjoy for the lark of it. But I, I'll tell you, but what really bugged me about it, and then I'll, I'll get off this, is the demeanor of Clara and Missy being so like stagey and and flippant, like it was like a school play, and you're being brought up on stage to wave to the audience. Like it just, it just up until that moment, the whole episode had a lot of t uh, tense weight, and this was just it didn't it didn't just pop the balloon of that. It just like let it out with a. <laughs> it, it just it just took out any sort of tension that the whole episode was building up to for a bunch of fun jokes that's, that felt very moffity 
I mean, I like puns, as we all know, but those ones just <laughs> felt like not even intelligent. <laughs> right. Oh, and Josh, I have to answer something to you. The year was THX 1138. Oh, right. right. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that one you can remember. Oh. So that's why you haven't bought into the upper tier of uh, nerdism. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just I just don't know my Roman numerals or math. <laughs> I thought oh. it was the doctor going mad and thinking he's Peter Capaldi, the actor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that that does remind me. Does does Capaldi play the guitar, or did he yeah. learn to do that? Yes. So that's what I was going to bring up is that they they like Brian mentioned they abandoned what this doctor was going to be, and they said just let Peter Capaldi be him, and he was a musician, so he he does know how to play the guitar. And he has sunglasses as well. Those are his own. Just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> He just brought them to set one day, forgot the screwdriver, like, we got to rewrite yeah. the whole script. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, these are Sonic. Big fan of the Blues Brothers. No, it was just somebody at the craft table, and he just took him as he went on because it looked cool. <laughs> but I but don't know. I, it's, I can appreciate it because I think the interaction between him and Missy and Missy coming out, playing up to the audience, I thought was definitely the character. Yeah. So it was good. I just did not like it. Like you said, Josh, it's too much of an abrupt twitch. Yeah. I mean, right before then, Missy kills two people just for fun. Yeah. It's just the like in and of itself, if the if the if the vibe was more comedic from the beginning of the show, sure. It just it was, whatever. So I can't I I can't even really have a solid opinion of of the scene itself because because of that. But I, I, anyway, yeah. I will say though, I do like his longer hair. I think it fits him better yeah. instead of that very yeah. the very tight one. Yeah, I, I think even um, the actress that played Bill, uh, she even likes Capaldi with her oh. longer hair. Pearl Mackie, thank you. I really like the scene in the courtyard with Missy and, and Clara too. Like a lot of good things in this episode. And I was thinking, just no. shoot her. Yeah, just, just shoot, shoot her. her. <laughs> Should we generate? Just shoot her. This time we won't. I like that, you know, it, she was causing the planes to freeze, but with a device that if, it's not like they were frozen, they were stuck in time, and then she was able to control, like, it just, it, it keeps up with the lore of they are time lords, and they can play and affect time and stuff, not just, like, something silly, like shrinking down people. <laughs> and now she says it's just a parlor trick. She couldn't have done anything anyway. Like, oh, this is easy for right. time lords. Right. Time lady, sorry. Yeah. She wouldn't direct where they would go. It's just stopping them in their path, and then they continue right. on. Right, exactly. So when she moved it to create more shade, I got kicked out of that. It's clever. The one thing I really did not like in the scene, which I thought was way too much, was the couple with the dog walking within the perimeter yeah. of what was going on. <laughs> and all of them. Like, the whole, it's all cleared out. Well, you know, exactly. they seemed like they were an elderly couple that didn't know what was going on, so they just... And all of the security standing around, not doing anything. Well, you know, you know I what it's like when you're walking. They could have used it, but they could have used it with them being blocked so they can't come in, and you can just see. Sure, sure. yeah, of course. Like they're walking in, in between the guns, but you know what it's like when your dog wants to go somewhere on a walk. You just, uh, I guess, he wants to go this way. <laughs> it's almost like they sat down at the table next to him, going, "Excuse me." <laughs> this is. I, I just surprised. I, I was like, "Really? That's what you thought to do? Not even just well, walking I thought... behind." Yeah, yeah. When she said, you're the puppy, I was like, how do you know a dog's a puppy? It could just be like a Maltese or something. <laughs> That's, okay, ages. I thought she was going to go, no, no, I'm not the puppy. We've already done the puppy. Uh, 
I love that that led into the uh, Missy is the, the Missy and the Doctor are best friends. I loved that. I thought that was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I like. A, a little, a little ra- like Ralph Wiggum, who uh, forces the best friend relationship onto the other person. <laughs> no, I think. No, I don't think it's like that. I think they. I, I don't either. But her cheerfulness about it just reminded me of that. Oh right. Oh okay. Yeah, as a as a modern Who viewer being introduced to the master with i guess the tv movie and then more officially not well not officially but more concretely the the prime minister uh john saxon with the master it just always felt like the villainous foil instead of the uh frenemy that uh classic who has uh kind of turned the master or originated the master to be so this missy relationship is going back to that and that was uh new for me so i did not uh understand it that well at the time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, when she said that uh, or referred to or talked about it um the first image that popped into my mind was the episode is the episode with the watch i don't know when they show the doctor and the master as children at the trial of the drums or whatever the heck it was called yeah. uh, oh the, like, the schism yeah that's um, the schi- yeah the, that, utopia? That's the one where utopia the I one think. after utopia the one after yeah, utopia. so La- last of the time lords Last of the time, yeah. Yeah, that's what flashed in my mind. Of like, they have been together since they were children. Right. Mm-hmm. So, like, even yeah, that if is... they grow up to be enemies, they're still. Yeah, they were. They were. T- you know, there were. They're frenemies. The the in that episode, they were even talking about. Do you remember the estates on Gallifrey and the red right. grass and you know, yep. you yep. know, that's what all I mean. the that's all the good I mean. times we had. Mm-hmm. I mean, so... it's basically Magneto and Doctor X. Okay, or Professor mm-hmm. X. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. that's exactly Doctor X. So. That's my nerd card for you, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to raise you. It's kind of like Superman and Lex. You know, what would one be without the other? What would Batman be without the Joker? You know, and you could see from the, you know, it's different ways of doing it, but it is kind of like, you know, they're, 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 you know, they're the perfect opposites that go well together. I mean, Michelle Gomez is fantastic, but knowing where this character ends up, you can, I, unless I'm just making it up or whatever, but I can see the the, the seeds of her arc, her character arc. Mm-hmm. Yes, get, going mm-hmm. to where she ends up. Yeah, whether it's intentional or not, like in in retroactively, I can like see how she turns into that person. Maybe I should bring this up at the end, the next episode. But I just want to know: Did the doctor factor in how many people were going to die with Missy? That she was going to kill those people in his big grand plan? Which people? Wonder, the, yes, yeah. The I two, do wish two of the security, two of the unit people. That okay. so that is one, one that I wish they didn't. And, yeah, and then the other one killed, and Clara saying, "Stop killing them in the courtyard." Well, is the doctor? I mean, what do you mean exactly? Um, like, do you feel I'll the just doctor? Lay a... this here like Moffat, and we'll come back to it in like seven years and explain right. it all to you. I, th- I think so I know what you're referring of, to. At the end but... of the next episode, at the end of this two-episode uh, two arc, we can talk about it, but I just wanted to put this out going, did the Doctor know? What does the Doctor know at this point? For me, um, rationalizing it in my head is that the Doctor and Missy are both Galfrayan Time Lords, so there is a sort of blind spot in the way they perceive time if, if it was uh, linear. So there is things that Missy can do that the Doctor cannot see and vice versa. So that's how I sort of explain it that way, because Missy is a wild card, so we don't know what she's going to do. That's a good point. But the other part of it, too, 
for me is that death doesn't always mean death in Doctor Who. So right. she could have just been teleporting them to uh, uh, what is it called, Paradise or the Promised Land. <laughs> so they're now still they're alive rest. somewhere. Now they're still. Yeah. yeah. But she got the con confession dial, which they just brought up in this episode. You know, we haven't heard that before in any California history, Time Lord history. But she's the one who gets it. She gets involved because of that. And they never end up paying off, like, him sending it to her. It's just talked about that he sent it to her, not why, not why, why. I mean, I yeah, exactly. get it, but, but that's it, it, it was I, never really fully paid off. No. I would, I kind of agree with Josh, where the, the doctor really didn't have a plan until he got captured, but the doctor really thought he was going to die the next day. And so he sent the confession dial sincerely. Like, I'm going to die. This is what Time Lords do. He sends the confession dial to his best friend, who is Missy. And then when he, you know, oh, no, but then, you know, it's like they get captured. And he then he figures out what's going on. And then he kind of goes, you know, we don't see this. But he does kind of like, oh, there is a way out of this. This may be premature to talk about on our episode right now, but I can't even figure out in the mo in that scene when he, with the tank, and if he sent the like, why does he think he's gonna die tomorrow? I don't. I can't even find the logic behind that. What did I miss? Uh, I don't. I don't think it's there. And it does it come. Well, up? what we find out is that he knows that Davos is looking for him. Yeah, he knew that. And they say Davos is looking for you. Yeah, I know. I heard. So he saw Davros, freaked out, and left. When somewhere where he oh Davros knows, Davros remembers. Oh no, this is gonna end up killing me. I have to send my confession dial and then i'll go party all right <laughs> exactly like i want to know what i want to find out is what was the doctor's plan and when and what in the in the script in the writer's room because a lot of times in these shows you know you find out afterwards oh they planned this and they put all these different things in to get it to this point so they can win so they had to think this all the way through and it's always baffles me how they do that and this one this is what you thought to do and i can't quite put it all together i kind of think at the mo at the moment i'm thinking he's he's gonna find me i might as well just let him find me and then when i find out figure out what he's i'll figure out what he's doing once i'm there and then i'll come up with a better plan See, I don't at know the moment as i'm speaking that's what right. my mind is saying and i liked what brian said i never really thought about that so yay that he really thought it was real because it seemed like he needed well and they also didn't do it on christmas the planet, right. the city. <laughs> Sorry. Right, right. You know, when he's old and he oh. knew he was going to die, it's like that never came up. Yeah. yeah. Well, and haven't we been to his grave? Like Transalor is, right? Yeah. Like that's yeah. where he, the, the doctor knows. Right. Yeah. He goes to die. Anyway, yeah, that's the whole thing. It's like, no, no. Just for them who seem to know so much Again, it's, lore, it's, the doctor, it's to miss something or, or to put it in there differently. It's a very moffity way of ideas over logic, which are fun ideas. But if you're depending on your, the level of your nerd card, you're like, but um, but wait a moment, <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah, it goes back to for me, style over substance. He wants the confession dial to be style over substance. Yeah, uh, Gallifreyan looking and mm. mysterious enough that we get the plot moving, but not in continuity sort of logic. Yeah. And I don't mind it so much because I do think it's kind of a cool thing. Like I enjoy it more than I'm annoyed by the lack of uh, continuity. Davros is dying and wants to know why the Doctor really came. 
He reminds the doctor of their conversations, including the moral dilemma of killing an innocent child who would have grown up to be evil. The exact crisis the doctor faced when given a chance to destroy the Daleks at the moment of their creation. In the cell, Missy realizes that they are actually on a planet. Going outside the station and into space, she's proven right as they walk away from the door. The planet starts to appear and it's revealed to be Scarrow, the birthplace of the Daleks. They are quickly recaptured and taken before the Supreme Dalek. In quick order, the Daleks kill Missy, Clara, and destroy the TARDIS. Davros tells the Doctor that his compassion for others has finally become his greatest weakness. Back on the warring planet, the Doctor appears before young Davros. Believing this is the only way to save Clara, he raises a Dalek gun and says, Exterminate. I thought that was a, a good cliffhanger. Like, I was definitely interested to see what happened next. Yes. Oh, yeah. Whenever I hear Supreme Dalek, I think of Talk of Supreme. <laughs> <laughs> and the, that Supreme Dalek was used all the way back in, uh, I think, the first season with Rose. Well, it's from Classic, right? No, the red one, I believe that was from uh, the modern era. Oh, okay. That, that specific red one. Yeah, it did I... look like they were Daleks from all different seasons. and There were doctors and oh my god um, they, I, like, I like all that yeah they got like they raided the uh, archives i guess because you have the original dalek with uh, the lighter blue mm-hmm. dalekanium balls i was wondering uh, where that one came from yeah if it's the one i'm thinking of what i didn't like about that was it looks like the colors you paint a baby's room in it just it didn't seem threatening at all yeah but it's like a medical baby daleks oh, oh yeah <laughs> But it looks yep. great when you watch it in black and white. Yeah, for black and white, I think that's why they painted it those colors. Sure, and then okay. we have the uh, heavy weapons Dalek from uh, Remembrance of the Daleks with uh, mm-hmm. Sylvester McCoy, the one we did with Ace. So uh, which one's that? The one with the uh, the one cannon in the, uh, mm, the front. Okay. So yeah, it was nice to see all the different eras of Daleks in one sort of room. And it's cool that that's the idea of that, like, you would see all the ones on their planet. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Anybody else think that the uh, space station looked very classic Who? Yes. I was yeah. like, you couldn't make it better, but then the, I, no, I know I like why they it. did that now. Yeah. <laughs> you mean the exterior? No, you the know, space when they're flying station. up to it? The little when they're flying up to it in space? I have to look yeah. at it again. It's a little, yeah, the little saucery. Yeah, saucery domey. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it ended up being one of the buildings. Like, yeah. It looked like, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It looked, it looked, it was it was a nice balance between it looked fake but it was charming and I liked it. Hey. <laughs> and I think that's why, I, yeah, I think that's why I didn't like it because it reminded me of like hanging something on a string and spinning it around <laughs> in a black background. Oh, but, I love that. But then now when they do it, now I understand why they do it because they're they're homaging the the classic right. era. But I, I'm saying that when I originally watched it, I was like, what? Right. You couldn't make it better, but. Now, so it doesn't fit. knowing what I know, uh, I like it. <laughs> I definitely can see that. And we know, I mean, all this, like I said, the CG, all the CG bu- budget went to the snake guy. Yeah. I like the and, exteriors and... of the Dalek City. I thought a lot of those flying around the wides were cool. And I also yeah. like seeing all the Daleks flying, like even mm-hmm. though they're really tiny, I, I like the sense of scale and the idea that, yeah, there's thousands of these things all throughout the city. Yeah. And again, the Doctor and Missy were just great. As he's being escorted out, gravity. I know. <laughs> like, 
What I love is is she's playing with her accent. So she's so she says, I know I'm doing it terribly, but she's throwing his Scottish accent back at him. And she does it all the time. She's just she's her, her accent is all over the place. It's great. Purposely. Which is Purposely, great. yeah. She's doing yeah. it to like mock him or you know, there's another instance where she does American Southern, which is very funny. That's right in the next episode, I think. Yeah. I also like how they explain the reason how they didn't die when they got shot. Uh, that it, it, it made sense, and they explained it very well. I, I yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. I thought we, we talked about. That. I thought it was. Bring that up next episode. <laughs> no, no, no. When they didn't die at the end of the previous episode. That's what I'm saying. Did, did they? Oh, I see. With Missy, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like with, with the wrist. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like they both got shot. Mm-hmm. Pre- previously I, I... on. But I love how they. But I love how they did that. I actually prefer the way they did it. It was funny. Where it was like, yes, it's me, not dead. Let's go, move along. And it's like, yeah, because yeah, it's, <laughs> it's you know, Missy. It's the master. He's not going to you know, no matter how many times he dies, he's not dead. I, I guess I just want a little bit more of an intelligent explanation instead of a uh, sort of wink to the audience. That's well, just how it. I. But we get it yeah. later. Yeah, but I know. But I'm saying, watching this episode specifically, sure. when I watched it, I was like, oh, come on, give me more. Yeah, I figured they were going to explain it. Yeah. And um, going back to, to like, Scarrow being a very, like, well-populated uh, city and planet, didn't we eliminate the Daleks in the Time War? So I'm like, could you explain why there's Sc- Scarrow is still kind of fully formed? Well, that's it. But yeah. this one... They're seeing as one story, really. And so that explanation that y'all want are in the next one, which I can see the frustration going, no, I'm watching the one episode. Yeah. Tell me yeah. some of the stuff that you put in here. But I can also see them explaining it relatively quickly in the next episode, which is nice. So they need to leave that suspension. But I can understand the writing of it. And I'm not a, I don't have a problem with it. Yeah, but, but I'll I can't agree see with your you. Frustration. I'll agree with you 50% because there are certain things I'm like, oh, you just explained it in like five seconds. I'll take the 50. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, One thing that did, like, uh, jump out to me watching the Dalek sequences at the end of this was how much they were saying besides exterminate. Did that, is that, like, more from the classic? Like, they were saying, like, kill, seek, destroy, like... You know, it's just more vocabulary than I'm used to hearing from Daleks. And I don't know if that is a carryover mm. for more classic when they were more verbose or just something new for this. Yeah. I haven't really paid attention. But they did have more conversations in the earlier ones, in the classic. So I think they got pared down a little bit in the new. The look was really great and just kind of made it a little more basic. But they did have conversations. They weren't robots. They did have personalities. They were separate individuals, and they explain and they did that more in the past. Plus, exterminate has become become such a trope. Such a you know, you've got a Dalek. They have to say exterminate. That it's really kind of overused now. You know, it's like not everything has to be exterminated. But it has such a broad meaning, like Aloha. There's different meanings for that word. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the the one thing that really like during that sequence, I think one of the Daleks said "kill, kill, kill," and it just. It, it really got me to Alice's restaurant. I don't know if you know the song, like, right? That's I do, right but I don't song. remember yeah. that part. It's when he's going a little crazy at the end, talking about the war. Yeah. Mm. Okay, you win. <laughs> he's the top nerd card. What is Alice? Who's saying that? It's like a 16-minute like song. It's just like a long song that rambles. I don't. I don't know. Oh. 
It's like a folk folk singer. Probably a song only I listen to. Arlo Guthrie. Arlo Guthrie. Yeah. I beat I beat you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't listen to the whole song for this one part. Like you've had to have <laughs> known the song before watching this. Yeah. Just just the fact that all of these are two parters, do you know if that was a like was that a decision from BBC production or is that just the writer saying, Hey, we want some challenges? Do you know if that was there was like a push? I, I wanna say that it was all of Moffat's ideas because as you can tell, he's bringing in a lot of classic Who stuff. And so these two parter cliffhangers were definitely something that classic Who uh That's interesting. I don't wanna say excelled at, but they did as far as cliffhangers and and uh the previous season there were no two-parters hmm. i would rather them do this than truncate story and leave stuff out yeah i agree so quick note there is a prologue to the entire season nine episode and that's on the dvd where the doctor oh. meets ohelia on karn and it's very much a um uh, vague type of mysterious conversation that they're having because he's referring to an old friend and referring to this old friend as a he. So you're thinking, is it the master because of regeneration? We saw Missy get shot in the last season. But then in hindsight, it might be Davros because of what's going on in these first two episodes. Mm -hmm. So there's that. And then there is a prequel to this specific story arc that we're doing now called The Doctor's Meditation, which is with that uh, Viking barbarian, Bors, and that whole thing of what the Doctor is doing in 1138 AD. And that's all on the DVD? Yeah. It's also on uh, the internet. I can uh, share that with all of you, and you can watch yeah, it. Yeah, sure, the break. would. Where did it originally play, like, for people? Doctor's Meditation was released theatrically when they premiered these two episodes, The Magician's Apprentice and Which is Familiar, because it ties directly into why the Doctor is stuck in 1138 AD. And then the prologue was a web release, which is more specific to uh, season nine as a whole. All right, so this also brings back the, the behind the scenes type of stuff that they didn't really have as much uh, focus. And they renamed them to Doctor Who Extra instead of Doctor Who Confidential. So those are back on there. And Moffat said that he brought back Missy because Michelle Gomez did a great job and he said it was plain and simple. So that's the only reason. Or he said that was my reasoning for bringing her back, not any grand planning or Mm -hmm. or or writing wise it was just that she was great in the last season and she wanted he wanted more of her yeah good yeah i really en i always enjoy when they play with other incarnations of the doctor in an episode where they either show them or talk about them or anything like that so i i really like that they did that in both these episodes but you know in this one especially yeah oh and going back to unit we didn't we didn't mention that they have a doctor channel thought that was funny yeah yeah mm. What do we all think about the Hey Missy uh, introduction? Hey Missy, you're so fine. <laughs> I think if, if yeah, yeah, I mean it's it's in line because even Sax, even the Saxon version, he was when he got crazed, he was very playful. I mean, theatrical. It's yeah, I, I think it it worked. At first, I was like, what, <laughs> and annoyed. Yeah, and then when I yeah. figured out what was going on, I was like, oh, okay, she's she's so like that then uh it, it worked 
I like the overtopness of it. I, I agree. Like, because you're coming from that really serious moment, like what's going on, and then this is just very absurd, almost. Yeah, very absurd. And I think Missy does that throughout, right? Like, definitely. Yeah. Like capitalizes on that absurdity, and that's also what makes her a little scary because she will mm -hmm. just kill people at random. So going through the cast real quick, we have Michelle Gomez coming back as Missy, Gemma Redgrave as Kate, Nicholas Briggs as the voice of the Daleks, and then we mentioned Kelly Hunter as the shadow architect that we saw way back in The Stolen Earth in season four, and Julian Bleach as Davros comes back, who we also first saw all the way back in season four in The Stolen Earth. And uh, Julian Bleach was also the ballet instructor in Avengers Age of Ultron, the Nightmare Man in the Sarah Jane Adventures, the ghost maker in the Torchwood episode from Out of the Rain. And then Jamie Reed Quarrell plays Colony Sarf, the uh, snake person. Jay Griffiths plays Jack. We will see her again later in the season. I did like her character. Who she was that? The information uh, unit tech person. She had the long black hair talking to Kate. Mm. Yeah, she kind of over replaced the Osgood's role in the unit. That's how I saw it. The character had depth. I mean, she was a, a fully formed character feeling. Yeah. You know, even I think that was the actress. Yeah. So I think yeah. she did great. It's like, okay, want her. Mm -hmm. Really? I really felt like that was her seat. She sits in every day. <laughs> <laughs> it's molded to her contour. <laughs> yeah. Harky Burhama plays Mike. He was most recently in Gran Turismo, and he played playing Avi Bat in one, one of the uh, race car drivers. Daniel Hoffman Gill plays Bors, the uh, barbarian big guy that becomes a Dalek puppet at the end. He previously played Thomas True in The Nevers, the Gold Teeth Man in Sherlock Season 4, The Six Thatchers. Joey Price plays Young Davros. Benjamin Cowley plays Kanzo, one of the soldiers. Aaron Neal plays Mr. Dunlap from The School. He was a resistance officer in Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker and Sergeant Khan in Tolkien. Claire Higgins plays Ophelia. We previously saw her in The Night of the Doctor as the same character. She is also in the prologue as I mentioned earlier and she is Julia from Hellraiser 1 and 2 for all the horror fans out there. India Raya Armitafello plays, I'm butchering that, so sorry, plays Allison. She played Lizzie in Sex Education, which also has the new doctor, Shuti Gatwa. Dasharn Anderson plays Ryan. Stefan Adigbola, Shin Fei Chen, Lucy Newman Williams, all played the newsreaders that report that the planes are stuck. And uh, I just recently saw The Expendables 4, and Lucy Newman Williams plays Russo in that movie so that was it's like why does she look familiar and then uh barnaby edwards nicholas pegg both play the uh in-person dalek operators that we have normally seen throughout this uh show and then jonathan oninaka plays one of the soldiers in the cold open since this season is mostly two-parters we will save our recommendations for the next episode as well as if it, this episode lived up to the promises they set up Thanks for listening, stay safe, and join us next time for The Witch's Familiar.
You just listened to an episode of Who Knew? Our wonderful theme music is by Michael Grady. Find him on Facebook at The Universe Explodes. Additional music is by Damiel Peggio. Additional music by Paul Ohlers. All our episodes are engineered by Auburn, and you can find him at auburnbinkley.com. You can also find this show in several places. Follow us on Twitter at Who Knew Podcast. Subscribe, review, and listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Who Knew Podcast. All our episodes are on whonewpodcast.com. Visit our Facebook page. Please leave comments, reviews, and click like to support Who New Podcast. To listen to our show on your Amazon Echo device, subscribe to us on Amazon Music. And then ask your Amazon device to play your podcast subscriptions. This podcast is inspired by Doctor Who, the longest-running sci-fi show in history. And especially the revival, spearheaded by Russell T. Davis. Thanks to Russell, Sidney Newman, Verity Lambert, Ron Grainer, and all those involved in the adventures of our favorite Time Lord. Your work continues to inspire and entertain. Hill St- I've been watching Hill Street Blues, and uh, I hadn't watched it for, is there's like, there's many seasons of Hill Street Blues, and uh, I just took a break from watching it. I went back, and now it's for purchase or rent. Mm. Uh, so- and but I'm like in the middle. I want to keep watching. So it was it was eight bucks to buy the season. So I was like, I'm just pay, like I just didn't you know. So now I'm gonna own seasons eight through nine or whatever eight eight through twelve. Um, mm. you know, when they Those when the when I get invested <laughs> when when I get when I get investigated by the government, they're gonna somebody somewhere's gonna be like, yeah, and he only owns like seasons eight through nine of Hill Street Blues. Like, why didn't he own the others? <laughs> what does that mean when they're profiling me? Uh-huh. <laughs> Obvious sociopath. <laughs> <laughs> Obvious sociopath. <laughs>